Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So my question for you guys tonight, um, if you could have a romantic dinner with any fictional character, who would it be? Uh, Lydia, let's start with you this week. So I couldn't decide between the two, but I'm going to go with one of the Winchesters because, you know, obviously. Although I feel like either way, no matter which one of them it is, it's probably going to end in my like gruesome death at some point, somehow. But it'd be worth it. I mean, up until that whole gruesome death part, I was just about to say, well, why not both? <laughs> I mean, that works too. Yeah. Maybe the death will be quicker that way. Um, Tabitha. Um, I was thinking way too hard about this earlier, and then I was like, why are you thinking at all? Like, the obvious answer to this question is Fox Mulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my date I thought of kind of early on, but then I was like, eh, let's try to come up with something better, but like, every other person I thought of, eh, whatever, like, it didn't really match up. But, I think it would be fun to go on a date with Iceman because we have a very similar sense of humor. And yeah, Matt, you think it would be cool? It would be cool. Where's my bell? <laughs> it's right there. I can't reach it. Lydia. First shame of the year. How are you? <laughs> and during the cold open. Good job. Matt so I really obviously was thinking about this way too hard um, until Tabitha mentioned Fox Mulder and then it's stupid stupidly glaringly obvious that it should be Scully (laughs) there's yep yep Scully so if these two characters were to potentially come to life and then you two leave each other for those characters. Now that's some X Files. <laughs> wow. You can't even be mad at that one. <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, and Lydia. So, first thing I want to talk about, it's... You think you're done with a person, and then she just comes storming back. So back in 2021, Gina Carano was let go from her role in the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Uh, She was already under a microscope for her social media posts, uh, specifically those against mask mandates and voter fraud during the 2020 presidential election. Um, The post that broke the mouse's back, however, because it's Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Um, Gina, there's there's a lot different, but I digress. Now, I'm saying all of this because 
Carano has filed a lawsuit against Disney for discrimination and wrongful termination. She claims that she was fired for voicing right-wing opinions on social media. Uh, The actress and former MMA fighter is also seeking a court order that would force Lucasfilm to recast her. Uh, To make matters more interesting, her suit is getting some help from Elon Musk and X. Uh, Musk Musk promised uh, last year to pay legal bills for ex-users who claimed they were discriminated against due to their activity on the social network. Joe Benarak, uh, X's head of business operations, said, quote, As a sign of X Corp's commitment to free speech, we are proud to provide financial support for Gina Carano's lawsuit, uh, empowering her to seek vindication of her free speech rights on X and the ability to work without bullying, harassment, or discrimination. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger was asked what his thoughts were on Musk paying for Carano's lawsuit, as well as potential other lawsuits aimed at Disney. His response, quote, none. <laughs> like an effing boss. Um, which he is, because he's the CEO. So, taking all of Carano's, like, political viewpoints out of the equation... Because if I'm going to be honest, when this whole thing first started, um, before she was let go for that awful post, for me, you know, speaking just for myself, that was still a situation where I was willing to separate the art from the artist. Um, Disagree with Gina, whatever. Her character was still so badass. I was willing to be like, it's fine. We don't have to be friends. You can just go on entertaining me. Whatever. But at the end of the day, this is not a free speech issue. This is a private company already being like, hey, what you're doing is not cool. Knock it off. And then she like quadruples down, really. <laughs> um, And so Disney had every right to be like, bye. This whole idea of oh, they, they attacked my free speech and I'm going to get my job back because of this. What I would love, I would absolutely love for like maybe them to like settle out of court and Disney agrees to rehire her. And then in the first episode, her character, which like I have forgotten her character's name, um, but like her character dies like just a gruesome death. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> They'd probably be on par for what they would actually do, though. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, in a situation like this, where you have essentially made so many enemies, why would you want your job back? Because at that point, you're basically forcing your way back into something where people are going to dislike you. Why would you want to put yourself through that at that point? Yeah. I... And maybe we are playing right into her game, but, like, maybe a lot of that, too, is... To keep her name in the, you know, the public eye. Yeah. She starred in a movie last year and it did not get good reviews at all. Um, don't even remember the name of the movie or anything like that. Um, clearly did not watch it. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. You're you're absolutely right, though. Like, why would you want to do that? Like, sure, sue them. Get, a, you know, get some money out of it if you really want to. You're still going to lose because, again, at the end of the day, Disney is not the government as much as, yeah. you know, in, I don't know, 10 years, <laughs> maybe 
<laughs> we won't be able to say that. But like as of right now, Disney is not the government. Disney had every right to fire her for that. Yeah, that's what so many people, regardless of which side of the aisle you fall on, tend to forget is that you were hired and you were employed by a private company. That private company has the right to hire and fire you as they see fit. Whether it's because of things you've done outside the job or not, like they're a they're a private company. Like they have that that ability and that right. So whether you like it or not doesn't really matter. All right, let's go ahead and go to trailer takedown. Let's get ready for trailer takedown. And again, we've got six properties. Um, guys, we need to start doing four or eight. <laughs> this is only going to lead to tough math here in a few minutes. For you. So the first two that we're going to talk about is Bridgerton Season 3 versus You Can Call Me Bill. Uh, Tabitha, let's start with you. Um, <clears throat> I'm ready for this new season of Bridgerton. This was more of a teaser trailer than it really was anything. And it gave us just a brief moment between what are going to be the main characters of this season. Um, I really enjoyed the first 2.5 seasons of Bridgerton. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see where they go with this couple. I just picked up the book that this one's based on so I can get that out of the way first. Um, while this is just a little bit of a teaser, it gives a little insight into what we already know of these characters. And then as far as You Can Call Me Bill is concerned, it's interesting to me that we're getting this film before William Shatner passes away because normally we get these kind of movies after. So I think this is this is an interesting thing for him to leave behind as he gets near the end of his life, which good for him. Um, I'm way more likely to watch Bridgerton than I, than I am to listen to him Shatner comma for two hours. So <laughs> I'm going to give nine of my points to Bridgerton and just one to William Shatner because the only thing I know him from is Star Trek. I didn't know he was in all those other movies that they were showing. Did you guys? Am I just blind? Am I dumb? Um, Kind of, and actually, <clears throat> sorry to kind of cut you off there, Matt, but like okay. that was one of the things that I was going to kind of bring up. I I knew that William Shatner had a prolific career both before and after Star Trek, but when you say William Shatner to me, I don't think of anything other than Captain Kirk. Yeah, same. Um, this, this documentary, you can call me Bill, like, yeah, it's... You're right, Tabitha. It's it's interesting to kind of see this as, you know, as this person is still with us. Um, but it's also cool in that at least the way that the trailer made it seem, it, it kind of looks like he's going to be able to tell his story. What's wrong? Okay. <laughs> Breaking news, maybe. <laughs> Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh it's about one of the trailers we watched oh i'll bring it up when we get there okay (laughs) um bridgerton on the other hand i have not seen any of bridgerton i know that it's you know popular or whatever um i get bridgerton and downton abbey kind of confused sometimes um (laughs) 
<laughs> like, yeah. Um, just don't just 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 keep your mouth shut, Tabitha. I know you're judging me. It's fine. Um, so I'm almost going opposite of you, Tabitha. Uh, I'm giving you can call me Bill eight points. I'm giving Bridgerton two uh, for two reasons. One, um, when the woman was talking to the man, I don't know their character names, obviously. Penelope and Colin. Okay, Penelope and Colin. <laughs> so <laughs> when Penelope was talking about Colin's like blue eyes or whatever, I don't remember exactly how she said it, but the way she said it reminded me of Donna Lewis's I Love You Always Forever. And so then I had that song going <laughs> to my head for a couple seconds. It's a great song. So <laughs> props to her. Um, and then the other point is because uh, you can call me Bill was very hard to find on YouTube. Um, <laughs> I kept like I typed in you nothing can nothing. I didn't find a su- the suggestion for the trailer until I hit that B for Bill. It was annoying. Um, <laughs> Lydia, so I'm pretty much right there with you. I've also never watched any of Bridgerton, so that's automatically going to give it less points for me because we all know me. I'm not going to probably take the time to catch up. Um, I was really not expecting to like the trailer for You Can Call Me Bill as much. Like, anytime I think of William Shatner, I just think of, you know, how kind of weird he is now. So seeing all of the old, like, clips from Star Trek and all the other movies, like, he used to be, like, such a serious character actor. How is he? How did he go from that to what he is now? I'm confused. (laughs) But in a good way. So... I'll honestly, I'd probably watch it more than I would go back and catch up on Bridgerton. So I'm gonna go with you and go eight for, eight for Bill and two for Penelope and Colin, because they were cute. Thanks. I also like. I was not worried, but like I was expecting when you said he was such a. I was expecting you to say stud and not serious actor. <laughs> Don't know why. I, I mean, he was much better looking when yeah. he was younger. I, I never really pegged uh, young Bill Shatter to be your type. So, no. But <laughs> still. Um, Matt. Um, so much to Tabitha Chagrin, I have not yet watched any Bridgerton. Um, but I do, to Mitch's chagrin, know the difference between Br- uh, Bridgerton and Downton Abbey. They're very different. Um, Downtown Abbey. My bad. No. no, you really don't know what it is then. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's nothing about downtown in Downton Abbey. Period. Um, they're very different, but I do know enough about Bridgerton to know that this clip gives you a sense of who these two characters are and the interactions that they're going to have throughout the season. Um, so, as far as that goes, the trailer, the teaser, did do a good job of kind of like introducing you to how that's going to expand. Um, maybe someday, eventually I will get around to it and catch up. Um, you can call me Bill. Unlike the, um, Richard Simmons trailer that we watched a a few weeks ago. Um, William Shatner has given his basically blessing on this movie. Um, as you can see, he's in the trailer. He's part of it. He, you know, gives insight and things like that. Um, I knew that he had had a pretty prolific career after Star Trek. Did not know about everything he had done beforehand. Um, 
but this kind of makes me want to see like where he's gone, like where he came from and how his career has changed and, you know, gone along as he's gotten older. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it just looks like an interesting kind of retrospective and to like that point that he would be able to chime in on this you know, before he's left us. Um, he's gone boldly as he would say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give three points to Bridgerton and seven to You Can Call Me Bill. Also, I totally did not realize he was that old. Yeah, he's like in his 90s. 92. Yeah. So with a score of 24 to 16, uh, You Can Call Me Bill moves on. Uh, next round is A Quiet Place Day One versus Imaginary. Um, Lydia, let's start with you this round. So I've not seen any of the uh, Quiet Place movies. Uh, so I really don't have a frame of reference for what was going on. Um, I was getting some very strong I Am Legend vibes, though. Um, imaginary. I'm intrigued. And I laughed at the trailer. However, this is also giving me vibes of something else. But this is a it reminds me of a video game called Among the Sleep. Because it revolves around you playing as a toddler with a little teddy bear companion going around with all this like horror stuff going on. However, in the game, the teddy bear is actually your friend. <laughs> so that's different. But like all the lights and the way they film things remind me a lot of this game. And now I want to go back and play the game. So I'm much more likely to watch imaginary than I am to again, catch up on quiet place. So I'm going to give, I'm just going to give all 10 of my points to Imaginary. Matt. So this Imaginary Friend trailer is vastly different than the one we watched recently with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to confuse those two. Right? This is very different. (laughs) Imagine, like, a parent, like, taking a kid. (laughs) To Imaginary instead of If. That's going to go poorly. Um, This Imaginary looks like a good time like a good like a good horror movie um i do i agree with lydia i like how they play with the lights and the like the some of that stuff um i really liked how the fact that you got two basically different versions of these imaginary friends like you got what they look like in the real world and then like their imaginary form which obviously is much darker and scarier um the quiet place i i I honestly don't know why they continue to make movies and turn this into a giant franchise. Um, I haven't seen any of these. It doesn't mean that I don't kind of eventually want to watch them. Um, But it's going to get points just based on the fact that you get to see the creatures. And this still to this day, Quiet Place seems like a much more well done uh different sensed version of bird box so i have to give it points because it's not bird box um (laughs) so i'm gonna go six points for imaginary and four for quiet place uh i also haven't seen any of the quiet place movies Uh, i wanted to but it was kind of like one of those things where like i always like when the first quiet place movie came out 
I was like, this is clearly a movie that needs to be seen in the theaters. And then I never did. And then it was just kind of like, meh. <laughs> this did still spark some interest. And, you know, maybe maybe it's enough for me to watch the first two and then go and watch this prequel. Um, or just cheat and watch the prequel first. Um, you know. Uh, imaginary... So, we saw um, Mean Girls. I think it played in front of Mean Girls. Yeah. Um, And the trailer then, which this was a different trailer, that trailer made me jump. This trailer, as you guys all saw, (laughs) made me jump. (laughs) So, it's like, on the one hand, like, well, now I'm kind of interested. But at the same time, it's like, if the trailer's making me jump, do I really want to do that to myself? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually mirroring you, Matt. I'm giving Sixth Imaginary for To Quiet Place. Tabitha. Of all the horror movies that needed to be a franchise, A Quiet Place was never on it. Like, that should have been a one and done, left it as creepy as the first one was, and carried on. Um I don't know that we needed the second one, nor do we need this. Um, as far as imaginary is concerned, all I can think about is, is my imaginary friend some creep, like, in an alternate reality? So now I have, like, questioning my own sanity as a child. <laughs> I'm going to give imaginary, which I am far more likely to watch, eight points. And I'm going to give two to a quiet place for the times it made Mitch, like, not Mitch. It made me jump twice. Quiet place did when the sound kicked in, and I was worried about the cat. Me too. Yeah. But at first, you said for the times it made me jump, then you're like, no, it made you jump. Are you worried that we're the same person? Yes. (laughs) Every day of my life. (laughs) Guys, I figured it out. They're two halves of one person. That's why he always worries and she doesn't worry about anything. (laughs) You're the yin to my yang. Gross. Yang to my yin? Don't like that either. I already have the crappy Photoshop in my Oh, head. no. Oh, God. <laughs> so with a score of 20 to 10, Imaginary moves on. Uh, the last matchup is Moana 2 versus Knuckles. And I feel bad with this matchup because I didn't realize that Moana was like the teaseriest of a teaser trailer and knuckles was like a full-on like almost three minute trailer like this was a very skewed matchup and i feel like i should apologize to moana herself uh but anyway um i have not seen the first moana this teaser trailer did nothing for me um that said like if we get a full trailer you know soon because i think it comes out in November, so plenty of time for a full trailer, and you know, I'm sure that will also come up on Trailer Takedown, and then, you know, maybe I'll have a different opinion of it. Um, Knuckles, I, I've always been a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Um, I saw the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out in 2020. Uh, we saw it, I think, opening night, but still, that was like less than a month before the world ended. Um, 
so this franchise has had a very soft spot in my heart. Uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles made his debut in the second movie. Uh, he was a bright spot in that. I'm, I was very pleased with this trailer. Uh, I'm glad that it's not just, you know, like a very like direct to DVD type of <laughs> sequel. Like the, like most of the main cast is in it. Um, Adam Pally is, um, knuckles kind of sidekick um we're going through a rewatch of happy endings right now and he was one of the stars in that show so it's like very cool to see him that um i am giving all 10 of my points to knuckles uh tabitha um so while we were prepping to start the show after we had watched the trailer for moana um i found an article that says neither dwayne the rock johnson nor the girl whose voice is moana have officially signed on for this yet (laughs) (laughs) Um, i guess the rocks involvement is like they're real close to a contract because he reposted it and his voice is at the end but he hasn't like officially signed anything and there's nothing for moana was it Allie? Allie. yeah which may be why she's not speaking at all. <laughs> it's a good, good uh, uh, So that's interesting. Um, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Uh, um, I have no interest in watching the Sonic movie at all. Not even the Knuckles version of the Sonic movie. I am definitely going to watch Moana, no matter who's the voice actors in anything. So I'm going to give all 10 of my points to Moana and none to those. They're just so creepy matt um yeah the moana trailer is it is it's just there's there's very little to this trailer it's like what 17 seconds long or something like Mm -hmm. that um the first one was wonderful it was fantastic it was a great story i don't know like a lot of things if we need a second moana movie um that doesn't mean that i won't watch it when it comes out because i did enjoy the first one um i have yet to go back and watch any of the sonic movies um they were not as integral to my childhood as they were to mitch's but i did remember playing them and enjoying the games um my biggest issue here is that i like the story i like what's going on i like how they expanded it added all these characters in it, like brought the characters back i often have an issue with some of these big name actors voicing whatever character I do not think Idris Elba, as much as I love him as an actor, fits Knuckles. And that bothers me. Don't feel like that voice matches the character. Um, So on that regard, it loses a few points. But because of the, I guess, the quantity and the quality of the trailer, I have to go seven points for Knuckles anyways and three for Moana just because we basically get nothing. Lydia. So knowing that they haven't signed on kind of makes me uh, scared now because usually, you know, by the time you have a trailer, you have an almost complete movie and if they have a release date for November and they haven't even signed on to voice the characters. I'm concerned now. How how much movie are you going to try to crank out in the matter of a few months? So that now makes me terrified. Also, I hate it when things change voice actors it really bugs me so i really hope they do agree um 
I have not seen any of the Sonic movies. It's on the list. The never ending <laughs> list. Um, the trailer for Knuckles was cute. I have no idea who Adam Pally is, but he annoyed me for the few minutes that he was on screen. <laughs> so that makes me want to see it less. Um, sadly, at this point, I, as much as I, you know, I'm terrified of it. I'm still probably going to see Moana over Knuckles anyway, so I'm still going to give it more points. It's going to get, we'll say, seven, and I'm going to give three to Knuckles for the couple times it made me chuckle. You really, really? Did we? I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. I can change it. <laughs> yes, please do change it. <laughs> Eight to Moana, three to or two to Knuckles. So with a score of nineteen to twenty-one, Moana two moves on. So in the finals, we've got you can call me Bill versus Imaginary versus Moana. Um, Matt, let's start with you this time. Um, this is actually a fairly easy breakdown. Um, I'm going to go six for Imaginary. Three, four, you can call me Bill, and one just because I will eventually watch Moana too. I'm very similar. Um, I'm also giving six to Imaginary, um, four to you can call me Bill, and Moana gets nothing. Um, Tabitha. Um, I'm going to give Bill one, Imaginary three, and Moana six. And Lydia. Terrified I'm going to do it again because I wasn't mathing. Um. <laughs> I'm going to give five to Imaginary, four to Bill, and one to Moana just because I'm trepidatious of it. All right. So in third place is Moana with eight points. Uh, You Can Call Me Bill comes in second with 12. And this week's winner of Trailer Takedown is Imaginary with 20 points. So Tabitha looks like she's about to fall asleep. So let's go through gut reaction kind of quickly. (laughs) Ow! gut reaction and matt i want to start with you this week uh let's do a uh um follow-up to something we talked about last week with argyle so i actually ran across this basically right after show last week um so spoilers for argyle but we tabitha's article last week said that it was based on um book four of a series Fun story. The author doesn't actually exist. Um, Ellie Conway, who is the author of Argyle and the mystery series, is actually Bryce Dallas Howard's character in the movie Argyle. She is an author. Um, It was supposed to be based on the books that she had written. Um, There is a book coming out, but it is written by Terry Hayes and Tammy Cohen. Um, So yeah, long story short is that the uh, author whose books that this is based on doesn't actually exist in an individual format and is a fictional character created for the movie and by Matthew Vaughn. Um, this obviously is not panned out well for the box office receipts um, and a very convoluted idea to begin with. So thumbs down. Lydia. I am just very, very confused. <laughs> so thumbs down. 
I am still going thumbs up on this. Uh, I have not seen Argyle yet. I really want to. Um, the fact that this was written actually by a real person is still, you know, like good. There was one thing that I was reading where it was like kind of speculating who the author would be. And mm. like AI was one of those possibilities. If this book was written by AI, completely different story. But I'm still here for this. Tap. Yeah, I'm going to go with the thumbs down. Like, I don't understand how this got made, happened, where we found these actors, how we pose this. to th- This feels like a marketing flop on their behalf. So, no. Tabitha, let's go to some dark places. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, so HBO is going to be developing a... Gillian Flynn's novel Dark Places as a limited series much like they did her previous book um, Sharp Objects we don't have any casting news as far as I'm aware Um, this was one of my favorite Gillian Flynn books Um, we also don't have any release dates so I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic since HBO did a good job with Sharp Objects and also Gone Girl made a better movie than a book I don't care who says what so thumb sideways Matt um, I'm also going to go thumb sideways. I have not read any of these, but I also tend to be fairly skeptical um, when some of these thriller books become so unbelievably, incredibly popular that, oh my God, everybody has to read it. It's the best book I've ever read. That makes me skeptical of everything that author does. So thumb sideways. Lydia. I'd have no frame of reference, so I'm just going to go thumb sideways. <laughs> I too am going thumb sideways um, yeah just at the end of the day it's like mm, this is happening but I don't have any more information so I need to know more before I can give a thumb Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld announced that he's retiring from the character after he finishes work on a book that is expected to release this summer uh, talking to Hollywood Reporter Liefeld said quote I can't continue to grind like this so why not make the last grind something memorable it's just a function of <laughs> the eyes and the hands have to cooperate with your ambitions. And I s- <laughs> that's not cutting into my time. Um, and I sense that this is getting harder. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just put my own guardrails up and deliver it on my own terms? Um, I'm giving this a thumbs up. Um this is not. This does not mean a retirement of the character itself. Uh, I get where Rob is coming from, and especially you know, like if he's getting older and it's to a point where he knows that he's not going to be able to give the quality work that he wants to do. I totally get it and support him, Tabitha. Yeah, what a way to go out. Thumbs up, Matt. Yeah, credit to him. You created this character. Um, if you're not going to be doing this character like the story and um, art anymore, then do the best story you can possibly do for them. Um, go out on a high note and then you can take a breather and do other things that you want to do in the comic book world. So thumbs up to him. Lydia. I appreciate knowing when it's time to step away from something and, you know, give yourself some breathing room. And I also appreciate how many innuendos he crammed into one press release, (laughs) especially considering he is a writer for Deadpool. Thumbs up. Yeah. And fun fact, when I was typing up my notes and writing down that quote, 
I did not pick up on any of that. <laughs> so I don't know if it was intentional or not on Rob's part, but if it was, kudos. Um, Lydia, let's talk about Disney and Fortnite teaming up. So uh, Disney is going to be collaborating with Epic Games, who uh, does the Fortnite games. Um, apparently, they are actually uh, investing $1.5 million to acquire an equity state in Epic Games. Uh, and they're also uh, doing a multi-year project with Epic Games to create this whole, like, I'm assuming multiverse for gaming for Disney properties. So Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, all that fun stuff. Um, Bob Iger says our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite and a transformational new games and entertainment universe. This marks Disney's biggest entry into the world of games, um, wrong with Kingdom Hearts, um, and offers significant <laughs> opportunities for growth and expansion. We can't wait for fans to experience the Disney stories and worlds they love in groundbreaking new ways. Um, so basically their plan is to take this and make a whole uh, like gaming system where people can create their own stories and things with the Disney universe. Um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this. And I'm also confused as to how they plan to incorporate all this with Fortnite in general. So I'm going to give it a tentative thumb sideways because I feel like maybe they have something good they can do. But also Fortnite? Question mark? Uh, I'm also going thumb sideways. Uh, this sounds like it could be replay games. Uh, I still can't give anything a full thumbs up that has to do with Fortnite. And that's just because I'm too old for Fortnite. <laughs> Matt. Um, so I have to give two thumbs in this because um, thumbs down to any kind of collaboration with Disney and Fortnite. Um, they've already done character skins, etc. Um as far as using Epic to create a game universe, I do feel like they picked a decent game developer and publisher in that regard. So thumbs up in that sense. Matt, let's talk about Stormgate. And when I was doing my notes and everything, I saw Stormgate and was worried because it sounded way too much close to like Storm the Capital. And I was worried that it was like Storm the Capital, the game. No, <laughs> there's no insurrection here. Um, this is a game coming out from Frost Giant Studios, which includes a large group of former StarCraft 2 and Warcraft 3 developers, um, new indie, newer indie studio. They put out a Kickstarter for this new real-time strategy game that they're developing. They were aiming for $100,000. They have already crossed $2 million and hit every single one of their stretch goals that they put out there. Um, which one of them includes like a year of early access to this game for beta testing and development. Um, they basically are claiming this is a blizzard style real-time strategy game. It's a spiritual successor to Starcraft two and Warcraft three. There is no launch date. Um, I don't know. Starcraft two, Warcraft three. Those are some of my favorite real-time strategy games. I played those backwards and forwards. Um, to have those developers kicking in on this, doing something new, I'm here for it. Um, I will probably wait until launch for it goes live, but thumbs up to them hitting all their stretch goals and see what they can do with that talent and that money. Lydia. I'm intrigued. It sounds like something that could be really cool, especially with people that kind of know what they're doing. So <laughs> I'll give it a thumbs up. 
Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Um, not interested in playing it, but like, congrats on you know doing so well. You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible amount of money. So thumbs up to them. <laughs> so I've got not one but two sports stories that still kind of fit uh, our niche. So there's that. Um, so MLB The Show 24 is coming out next month and we'll have three different editions in addition to the base game. Uh, the MVP edition, the digital deluxe edition, and the collector's edition, which is redubbed the Negro Leagues edition. Uh, for those that don't know, the Negro Leagues dated back to the 1800s but gained notoriety in 1920 uh, with teams like the Baltimore Black Sox, the New York Lincoln Giants, and the St. Louis Stars. Uh, after the integration of black players to Major League Baseball in the 1940s, the Negro National League played its, played its last game in 1958. Uh, the collector's edition of MLB The Show will sell for $124.99 and includes the full game for PS4 and 5, uh, a limited edition physical steelbook, limited edition new era MLB The Show 950 hat, and more. Um, there was... From what I saw, there was no gameplay that was um, released or anything like that, so I don't know like how much more you know the Negro League will uh, play into this. I'm still giving this a thumbs up. The price tag seems steep at first, but for the extras that you're getting, especially a hat, uh, kind of make it worth it. So yeah, thumbs up, Tabitha. Yeah, you lost me at the price tag until you started telling me all the additional stuff that was coming with it. At the end of the day, like that's basically the price of a video game and a hat these days so <laughs> thumbs up matt i 125 is so much for these collector's editions i do appreciate the baseball hat for the baseball game like that's a clever new like add-on um i think it's wonderful that they're including the negro leagues in like whatever they're doing for the game this year um I'm going to go thumb sideways because I still can't get behind 125, 125 bucks for a game. Lydia. Yeah. The only thing you lost me on at this was the price point until you started listing all the stuff that came with and knowing how pricey some of these like deluxe editions and, and collector's items can get. That's honestly not that bad of a price tag once you started listing everything off. So I'm still going to give it a thumbs up. So Warner Brothers Discovery, Fox Corp and Disney are coming together for what's called a joint streaming sports venture. Uh, the app will combine streaming sports offerings from different networks, including content from ESPN, TNT, and Fox Sports, as well as hundreds of hours from NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Giving this a thumb sideways, um, you know, we got all these streaming services to get away from cable, and now it's kind of like, hey, guys, remember cable? It's back in app form. Um, but if this gets me to a point where I can watch a Cardinals game on my phone or tablet or whatever without having cable, without having to worry about blackout dates or whatever with the MLB app, I will eventually be here for it. Um but I still feel like there's going to be a ways to go. Tabitha. Yeah, with the inability to watch sports on streaming services that we have run into in the last couple of years, it would be very nice for everything to be on one platform. 
instead of having to pay for the NCAA app and the marquee network app and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it's getting to be too much. So I'm honestly pro bring back cable, but (laughs) I'm alone in my principles. So thumbs up for this app if eventually I can just, like Mitch said, stream my basketball games on my phone and not have to worry about it anymore. Matt. Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword because yeah, it, we're returning to cable, which is what we were trying to get away from with the streaming services. But yes, trying to find basketball games and hockey games and baseball games and football games, it's so damn complicated. And I basically, at this point, in the last 10 years, have given up watching sports pretty much altogether live because it's so hard to find what you want, when you want, where you want with blackouts. So if this makes it work, thumbs up lydia i don't really sports that much to care so i don't really care (laughs) um thumbs up ish i guess because you guys seem semi excited (laughs) um tabitha you have a couple of nostalgia topics uh first we're going to talk about clerks so the Clerks movie, um, as we all know, um, has not been on Blu-ray. It is going to Blu-ray now for the first time as a very cool uh, box set. The box set is actually the outside of the uh, Quick Stop, and it is absolutely incredible. <laughs> what is happening? Sorry. Oh, um... The premium box set is available now. Um, the packaging, like I said, went they went all out. Um, I will say, Matt, bad price point, $116, <laughs> uh, which is 10% off the list price on Amazon if you are interested in that. Um, it does have all three Clerks films on <laughs> Blu-ray. Includes a 3D miniature of the Quick Stop, a working VHS return slot on the front of the box, um, and a rental return wall that can be vandalized where you get a set of cling stickers that include in business logos and if you know you know jokes from the franchise um, I'm here for this I'm giving it a giant thumbs up I know it's 116 bucks but I still really want it Matt I, 116 bucks for everything you just listed is better than the 125 dollars for that video game oh my god it's a 3d replica of the quick stop <laughs> Oh my god, I love Clerks. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. Clerks 2 is great. I've never seen Clerks 3 because it's so damn hard to find. Um, I don't really even have a DVD or Blu-ray player in the house anymore. I have to get one of those and this. Um, So thumbs down for the money I'm going to have to kick out, but thumbs up for having this forever and ever. Yeah. Lydia. I've never seen Clerks. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's so good. I know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are excited, so thumbs up for you. Yeah, um, don't worry, Lydia. I also have never seen Clerks. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um, I also don't own a Blu-ray player. However, Matt's reaction alone deserves a <laughs> thumbs up, so <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, there's two, but they're both in the kids' room now. You can borrow them. That's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna unplug it and move it downstairs. That's a lot of work. Tabitha, you've also got some news on Josie and the Pussycats. Wednesday, Washington, D.C.'s Awesome Con shared with People Magazine 
that Rosario Dawson, Rachel Lee Cook, and Tara Reid will be holding a Josie and the Pussycats reunion in March. And then that also reminded me that it's been 23 years since Josie and the Pussycats <sighs> came out, which, my hips, so here we are. <laughs> um, I'm very bummed that this is going to be just at Awesome Con, um, if this was going to be literally anywhere that I could possibly go they show up at c2e2 i will literally bankrupt us to get a picture with these three people <laughs> like all of us even if like, we're this, not in the everyone, picture yeah. all uh, of us will be bankrupt we will all be living on the streets in boxes matt um not often do i think that these celebrity meetups and things um yeah this is one that should make trips to all the different cons and have panels and have pictures available this is great this is fun this i'm in favor of thumbs up lydia so instead of going to c2e2 tabitha you and i are just going to you know go to washington dc and go see this okay cool (laughs) uh this is awesome i wish i had the money and the time to go do this because yeah nostalgia for sure this is awesome thumbs up um have we done Josie and the Pussycats for Guilty Pleasure Dumpster Fire. No, no, because why would we? If anyone in this room said that movie was a dumpster fire, I would put them in a dumpster and then set it on fire. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, this is really cool. Um, I still, I can't give it a complete thumbs up out of fear of Tabitha bankrupting us all if this were to happen at C2E2. But um, yeah, thumb sideways. Have you seen Josie? Okay, let's fix that. Yeah. Matt, let's talk about Oreos. Uh, so there's a new flavor of Oreos. Of course there is. There is. Bad news, already sold out. They are called Space Dunk Oreos with layers of um, pink and blue, quote-unquote, cosmic cream that is a marshmallowy mm, flavor like and includes popping candies. So pop Ooh. rocks inside. Um, the... Ooh, oh my goodness. Uh, note on these is that there is a small hole in the center of the cookie so that you can see the color of the cream, which Oreos have never done before. You just have to look around the outside. <laughs> Don't know why that's a big deal. Anyway, <laughs> on, uh, on the label is a QR code for a sweepstakes for a chance to fly, quote unquote, into space, 100,000 feet into the air sometime in 2025. Um, into the upper atmosphere. The trip is for two to Cape Canaveral, includes airfare, a four-night stay, a space center tour, transportation, $450 food and beverage stipend, and a check for $88,100 to cover tax liabilities. Oh, that's nice of them. Right? That's a fun little bonus. Um, But like I said, they are sold only online and currently sold out. So, I don't know. Thumbs up for like a cool kind of sweepstakes and bonus to cover the taxes um but thumbs down for already being sold out lydia yeah thumbs up for them covering taxes because a lot of (laughs) places are like screw you you gotta pay something um can i just have all the other stuff and not be shot all the way into the sky (laughs) i'll take that part of lydia's price (laughs) um yeah thumbs up for the idea thumbs down for the fact that you know the internet ruins things and everything's already sold out. Um, do not like the idea 
See, this would be the sweepstakes that I would win because I do not want to go into space. And then I would win the sweepstakes and be like, well, frick, I'm going into space. <laughs> so that gets a thumbs down. As far as the Oreo itself goes, um, I would have to taste it before I gave it a really a thumbs up or down. So I'm going to go thumbs sideways on that. Tabitha. Um, I like that the internet is calling the, the, the bisexual Oreos. It's bringing me so much joy. Uh, <laughs> giant thumbs up. Also, please, dear Oreos, send me into space. I'll even pay my own taxes. So before we get to our last story, um, Matt, you said that those Oreos were sold out. I think it was the pre-sale that was sold out. Oh, is it? Okay. I missed that. Because the link in the article basically only sent you to the pre-sale. Oh, damn. What if you win? Can I, I have your space trip? <laughs> Only if I get the $88,000. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going to space. So, fun fact. Um, the other day, I was at the grocery store, and I saw these Oreos, and I was just like, oh, cool, they have a different flavor, you know, whatever. Um, I was actually on my way to the restroom, and I was more preoccupied on that. <laughs> Did not get these. And then you posted this, and I was like, oh, I've seen these, so I'm going to try to find them. So then I looked and got them after work today. So that whole thumb sideways, I have to try these first before. <laughs> yeah, that was a total ruse, clearly. <laughs> so we're going to try these Space Dunk Oreos. Well, not live because, you know, whatever. It's not static. It's Mitch opening the package. <laughs> Take one, pass it down. I see why with the bisexual thing now. <laughs> yeah. Colored, yep. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel it. I didn't feel the popping candy at first. Um, I'll give this a thumbs up at the. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, I'll give this a thumbs up. At the end of the day, like, it doesn't taste much different than a regular Oreo, but I also like Oreos in general. Um, yeah, this is fun. Uh, I'm gonna enter, and we'll see what happens. Um, not no, Seth. Rocks. Not Seth. I mean, they're really poppy, and I, I, I haven't had Pop Rocks in years, and I'm remembering that I hate Pop Rocks. <laughs> it makes me feel like my teeth are trying to like uproot themselves and leave my mouth <laughs> i just don't like the noise or the feeling so thumbs down on the popping <laughs> i'm gonna finish the oreo though because it's an oreo <laughs> yeah i'm really getting the popping now tabitha these are delightful i am reminded that i love pop rocks and now i just want a bag of them <laughs> so is that a thumb up oh yes thumbs up sorry matt yeah, thumbs up. Like they do have a like, like it does have a little bit different flavor um, for the stuffing, and I, I don't know. I don't mind the. Uh, <laughs> don't Would mind you prefer him say filling <laughs> or like cream? It. No, God, I don't. See, like there was no good way to do that. My throat's popping. <laughs> Lydia, yeah, thumbs up. These are fun. I can taste a little bit of the marshmallow mm. at the end, and the pop rocks are fun. Other than that, it tastes like an Oreo, and I'm down. All right, so we've got we've got our final story tonight. Um, Tabitha, let's wash these Oreos down with some Truly. Let's not. No. Um, 
So, <sighs> truly hard seltzer has announced an ultra limited edition release of hot wing sauce flavored seltzer. This is actually sold out. Uh, oh, but don't worry, there's a restock on the way. Um, it's sold in a pack of four 16-ounce cans and is available exclusively through the website GiveThemBeer.com. The four-pack sells for $24. Yay! No! But can only be delivered to customers age 21 out and up in five states, none of which are here. <laughs> Uh, California, Florida, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, When truly posted about it, response was mixed. Like some people were like, this has got to be an April Fool's Day joke. Some people were like, I'm going to drink this with a side of ranch. This is. (laughs) Ew. Ew. Oh, I don't I don't want that at all. I don't like truly seltzer to begin with, and now you go and make it wing flavored. Like, don't don't do this to me. I would just rather have wings on a beer, like like a normal human. Yeah, like yeah. A, like you showed me this video of these people trying it, and like the wife tried it, and she's like, oh, like her eyes light up, like oh my god, it actually tastes like buffalo wings, and then like hands it to her husband, and he's like, are you flipping kidding me? He's like, I'm not doing. And he tries it. He's like, "Oh, I'm like, no, 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 no good reactions here. This is this is a crappy idea. Why are we doing this?" If this was sold like in Illinois, and I could have gotten some of this for the Super Bowl, one hundred percent would have bought some of this for the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. This is kind of like one of those weird things that I yes, I would try. I mean, honestly, you could just get a plain flavored Truly and add a hot sauce to it and you would probably be looking at the same thing i was just thinking i'd rather just have a shot of hot sauce with a shot of ranch after it and leave the truly completely out of the picture but (laughs) Mm -hmm. i thought you were gonna say like take like the seltzer or whatever and then like put buffalo chicken meat (laughs) (laughs) then like i don't know like stir it up like infuse it (laughs) like the chinos yeah nope (laughs) <laughs> okay but i would try that be a soggy piece of chicken <laughs> well, you, would, you, would, you would remove the chicken and not do you would throw the chicken strain. away oh oh okay i thought it would still be in the can or whatever and i was like, like a worm and tequila right <laughs> that was my thought too slimy yet not satisfying <laughs> <laughs> But now I just want a really spicy Bloody Mary with a chicken wing in it. <laughs> you have fun with that. I mean, that's basically the same thing. No, it's not. No, it is not at all the same like, thing. Like, I want the chicken wing on a stick inside the Bloody Mary, not like sitting inside the Bloody Mary. That's weird. Chicken wing and Bloody Mary is very different than buffalo wing, truly. <laughs> I just refuse to think this tastes good. Can we just leave the chicken wing out of it and I'll just take a cheeseburger shot? Yes. Okay. I thought you were about to say, like, have, like, cheeseburger truly. Ew, no. no. Leave no. truly completely out of the picture. We don't need any hard seltzers here. Just no. Nothing like that should be flavored like a food. No. But strawberry is a food. That's a fruit. I'm talking like, like a, a processed food. food. Like, 
meatloaf flavored french fries that's weird meatloaf flavored vodka is weird popcorn flavored vodka is weird it's a thing and it is weird meatloaf like flavored like the food or the late singer ew (laughs) is it like you cut off a piece of meatloaf before he died and like ew (laughs) let that Marinate? I'm very confused on how that would work. Do anything for love, but I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just having Rocky Horror flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. um, Yeah. So next week. We are not having. I don't know. I was worried you were going to say something stupid. Maybe we will. But next week, uh, we were going to have a special uh, Superb Owl showdown with all of the trailers and commercials and everything from the super bowl um it's one of my favorite episodes of the year not gonna lie um but until then i don't know bye That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>